Yes. How you been? Happy holidays. We are back. It's a beautiful Santa Cruz border, Neil. Show number 700 and... It's a lot. 18? 718, folks. I want to thank Pastor Renee Schleffer for coming on the show this morning very early. Really? Yeah. Hey, Pastor Renee's due for, due for comeback. I thought that uh, we're, him and I are going to do a marry-off. <laughs> When's that happen? I want to kick his butt. I'm going to marry somebody better than he does. <laughs> you got that, Renee? I'm coming for you. But tonight, folks, it's, what do you call it? Shark Dish. Shark Day. No, it's Shark yeah. Night. Every it's, day is Shark Week. Shark, okay, yeah. it's shark Week. Tonight's yeah. Shark Night here shark night. at the Off Lip Radio Show. And if you're tuning in on Santa Cruz Waves, thanks for being here. And, and the one person we cannot talk about was that crazy bitch with her wetsuit that we want to take her out the the Fallon Islands. Oh, yeah. Veronica, Ma- Veronica, Veronica Gray. Veronica Gray. She comes up oh. all the time. We'll talk about that wetsuit because... Uh, that was the worst show we ever did. Debunked, right? Yeah, yeah debunked yeah. that one. Oh, really? I didn't, yeah, yeah. We'll, We'll talk about. You have to fill yes. me in. We will fill you in. Oh, yeah, yeah. But tonight, folks, I, we, we wish you were. We wish you that you were there. Oh, hold everything. Oh, what's what's the book? Oh, oh the book. book. Oh, oh my book. goodness. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Tonight, folks. Dave Ebert's back. Yep. The author of this book, not Sharks just, not of the, the World. Book. It's a thick. It's a. It's a thicky. Yeah. And inside, there are so many sharks. In how there. many? How many sharks are in there, Dave? Uh, 541 species. And how many of those have you discovered yourself personally? Uh, probably half, no, not half, uh, probably about 50 of them. So in this book, there's 450 sharks? No, there's, there's 540 species of sharks. 50 of them you named? About 50 of them I've named. And now this is, this is, this, this is, this is 540 species over the last 260 years. Wow. So. You're not that old. No, I'm not that old, but, <laughs> but I've dated a lot of sharks. So it wasn't like they've all got named in the last, say, 10 years. They've been... Did, did anybody, any one of those come from prehistoric, you know? They're all prehistoric. They are? Are they really? They all, they all, most of the they modern do. sharks all go back to the Jurassic. Wow. So of the ones you've named, wow. were they all alive? Well... At one time? At one time, they were alive. Are yeah. they still alive today, out of the 50s? Yes. They're yeah. all still existing? They all still exist, yeah. Okay. None have gone extinct yet. Um, and are we naming extinct sharks too? I don't work on those. Okay, that's not well. Idea. Well, let me see. I should say I don't work on the fossil sharks, the ones that have died out over time. Some of the ones I've worked on are probably, oh well, because I found them recently, they're, they're not extinct yet. So, but I'm hoping to avoid that they don't become extinct because a lot of the ones I find were not known to science. So when I name them, they become known to science. We know what they are, and then we can develop like. Conservation plans. We do right. it's called the International Union for the Conservation of Nature, the IUCN. And so what they do is what's called a red list assessment. And they rate something that's either least concerned or it's uh, 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 near threatened or data deficient. But if it's something that's listed as vulnerable yeah. or endangered or critically endangered, those are the ones you got to worry about. Yeah. And some of the ones I have worked on and have named in recent years, in fact, since I've been on the last show with you guys, a couple of the ones they named are in that endangered, critically endangered category. Did you name up TCR? Do we have a shark yet? <laughs> <laughs> What's our shark? Guys, not yet. <laughs> okay, well, I we'll... haven't been on the show enough to a shark. The next show, we'll let you guys know. Now, when people are watching, and when you say sharks, that's always like the great white, the, yeah. the jaws. The boring, that's not your, that doesn't light no. your fire, right? No. You're over that. You're up yeah. kind of over it. Right, yeah, I'm kind of over those. You yeah. like, and so earlier tonight I said to you, is there a little the east, one? The is east, it, hang on, let's see if we can remember it. The East Lake, no, Eastern. Eastern? Eastern flat shark. 
Eastern rare flat shark. Eastern, Eastern pygmy false cat shark. That's a mouthful. So the Eastern, so the folks the Eastern watching. Is Eastern, Eastern pygmy, pygmy false cat shark. Yeah. And cat and that, shark is such a funny name. It's like yeah, that's a, It's because of the eyes. The eyes look like a cat. Oh. That's where they get the name. They get the name. There's two. The reason they're called the false cat sharks is because there's another group. They're called cat sharks. These are false cat sharks because they sort of look like the cat sharks, but they're not true cat sharks. The eastern pygmy, you said earlier, is your proudest. Yes, that's been my in your shark discovery. Probably over the last ten years, it's been my most one of my most exciting discoveries, and that was because I I, I literally like I went I got it I got, had a text message from a friend of mine sent me this picture of a shark on my phone sent me a WhatsApp and I was kind of looking at it going like. Man, it looks like it's one of those eureka moments because you know, I, I mentioned you guys. Sometimes, most of the time, you find something new, you're kind of like, yeah, that might be new, but I'm not exactly sure. But it's one of those, sometimes you get that rare moment where you're like, hell yeah, that's a new species. And this was one of those moments. Where was this shark at? This was in Sri Lanka. And the friend oh. who sent it to you, was right. is he a shark guy? Yes. Yeah, he knows sharks. But he didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. So he sent this to me, and I was going to, coincidentally, I was going to Sri Lanka in a couple months. Did you know what it was? From the picture? I knew was I knew from the picture it was an undescribed species, okay. and so, so when I went to Sri Lanka, I was like, I was mm. like, okay, I said, guys, we're going to this particular, we're going to this area where this, this is a deep water bay on eastern and eastern Sri Lanka. So we're going to go there. I want to see if we can find one of these things. But you, you didn't just show up, not speaking the language, and go, hey, we're going to go over here. I do that all the time. <laughs> really? <laughs> everybody, everybody. I want to go see a shark. It's over here, about a couple hundred miles up the street. You yeah. Know? How do you? You figure it out, you know. You have. Oh, you figure it out. You just, you, you 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 get you know. I know. Well, I knew. Like I said, like I got the picture was sent to me by a friend of mine there. Right. And so he speaks English, Sri Lankan. Right. So okay, there I go. That I was, was gonna say, how many languages do you speak? None. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I, oh, well, I say none. I can. Some people think I speak English, but I'm not sure. Okay. So everywhere so, you travel, we don't have the native tongue. Right. You just show pictures and sign. Well, language. well, no. I, I I typically work with someone from an NGO or with a government official. There, some with the fisheries agency, but more often than not with NGOs, and so NGO, uh, uh, non basically non nonprofit groups, okay. Okay. and so uh, I think they're well, they're nonprofits, but they also call them like non-governmental organizations. Okay, yeah. And so I'll work with groups there, and they usually and and these are people in countries. So I'm working with mm -hmm. I'm working with locals. So I'm, not, so I'm not someone who's just coming in from the U.S. or Europe or Canada, just sort of showing up there and like, hi guys, I'm here. Let me see all your sharks. I work with people there. And I work with them to develop like identification guides and to help identify the species because the species they identify goes into what's called a national plan of action. And this was a, a thing that was developed by the United Nations in the late 90s called it, it was an international plan of action. It was a template for countries to develop conservation and, and management plans for sharks in country. Yeah. And so the thing you got to start with is when you go to these countries is like, what species do you have here? Mm -hmm. You can't you can't develop policy, good policy if you don't even know what you have there. So that's where I come in, and I'll go to these. So I'll work with people in the country there, and we'll go to the fish markets and we'll identify stuff. And over my career, which is almost forty years now, I've developed a network of people around the was world. Is that a shortcut for you? Like, you know, a fish market is that a shortcut? Like, rather than you have to dive around or look for sharks. Right. They're, they're, they're over here dead. Yeah. Right? On a tray. TC said on your tray. You're like, yeah. oh shit, there's one. 
right? Yeah. Right. So that's a sh shortcut. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, you know, diving, you really can't do right. much. Okay. You can go on a boat, which is kind of the romantics thing you think about. Like, well, about the boat. What you on that boat in Sri Lanka when the thing? What, well, what, what did, happened on the boat in Sri Lanka? Well, I, did, I wasn't on the boat. What okay. happened in Sri Lanka was, I went to the I went to the fishing port or the is a fish landing site, and this is a place that. If you don't show up at the right time of day, you would never know that a fishery is even taking place. There's nothing, there's like a, the market's gone. There's about two hours. If yeah. you're not there for that two to three hours when they're there, mm -hmm. it's gone. You just mm -hmm. you just see a few boats on the beach, people there just hanging out. Yeah. So what I did is I knew where to go, and I knew I talked to my people about what time there was a time to show up there. So I went the one day, and I start just walked around to see what get a feel for what was going on. And a lot of times when I go to these places, you know, I only got like a few days sometimes. And so you really got to get lucky, a little bit lucky. So the first day I was there, I was looking around and I was talking to a couple of fishermen through an interpreter and stuff. And a couple of fishermen do speak some English. And so I just pulled up my phone. I said, hey, guys, I said, um, here's a picture of a shark that I that <laughs> you see. And the guys were kind of looking at me and go, they said, come back tomorrow. I'm like, OK, I'll come back tomorrow. And so I came back the, the next day and the guys, I said, hey guys, how's it going? I said, oh yeah, check on the boat there. And they got one. And it, well, it was a totally, I mean, you talk about, like I was running around the beach, like this one of these like, you know, moments where like, I was going like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so it's called a pygmy, is it small? Yeah, it's a small one because because the uh, false cat shark, it actually gets about 10 feet long. This thing gets about two and a half feet. Hmm. And so these guys got one and I was like, oh my God, you, you, do you guys catch very many of these? Said, well, we had three yesterday, we just throw them back, they're not worth anything. So we're a surf show, surf skate kind of show. We, we try yeah. to be, let's go surfing. And music and yeah. fun. Mu fun. Yeah. Five, uh, for people listening around the world, five sharks that we need to be avoiding. Five sharks we need to be avoiding. As a surfer, yeah. Five uh, sharks. Okay. Uh, well, you probably don't want to run into a white shark. That'd right. be probably number one. Okay. White. Uh, tiger shark. No good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about the guy? Yeah, a I bull, see pictures. The guy from Hawaii who's like dancing with him and petting him and shit. Uh, stupid animal tricks. You know. <laughs> okay, so tiger shark. Tiger, uh, white shark, tiger shark, bull shark, uh, would probably be the, the big three. Yeah. Oceanic white tip would be another one. Oceanic white tip. Oceanic white tip. You don't hear about those much. Yeah, yeah. if you got to be further off, you got to be, if you're out more in the open ocean, you might, you might. So if you sink in a boat in the middle of the ocean, yeah, you might jump in Yeah, the and, it, and that really does happen if you happen to be in a, in a boating disaster mm -hmm. and you find yourself in the water. You don't want to see an oceanic white tip because they're... Mm. They could be a little little chummy Me? with you. Yeah. Are they yeah. ever on the coast? They, well, if you if 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 you get an area where it drops off near near the coast, they could you could get them fairly close yeah, to shore. So it's going to be deep. It's like be Moss Landing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they do occur in Southern California occasionally, but they're more mm. common in Mexico. Yeah. Funny funny story with oceanic white tips. I was I was in uh, I was off uh, Southern Mozambique uh, probably thirty years ago, and I was still a grad student and. And it was really hot. We we're doing some deep set long lines, like down to three, four thousand feet deep. And because it's really hot, you're sitting there like, oh, the water's kind of. We're on the blue waters. And so on a boat? Going, yeah, on a yeah. boat. We we're on. Yeah, we we're on a boat. We didn't swim out that, yeah. that far. And so we're like, oh, let's just jump in the water and you know mess around. So we jumped in the water. We're just splatting, you know, swimming around, snorkeling around, mm -hmm. looking. Yeah, getting cooled off. Yeah, fine. Yeah, keep it cool. In the mm -hmm. in the tropics. And so finally, after we we're probably in the water an hour, so I'm like, okay, let's get out. We kind of get back to work. So we climb out of the back of the boat. We get up in the back and and. No sooner we get in the back of the boat, one of my friends, one of my oh, friends go, oh geez. One of my friends goes, uh, he goes, hey, check this out. And we look over the back of the stern of the boat, and there's these oceanic white tips swimming around under the boat. <laughs> and we're like, oh, that's interesting. We just 
these sharks didn't just like show up. Right. They were obviously around. We just didn't see them. Yeah. And they just after we got back in the boat, I think they just came in to see like if we're gonna throw any food over. Yeah. You know, so the splashing um, attracted them, like you swimming around, or like did they? We never. Did, there was probably six of us in the water. I mean, we literally could have wiped out the entire South African shark research contingency at that point in time. Um, so the the so the oceanic white tip white shark. Tip. Yeah. Okay. They're very distinctive. You if, if you see a picture of one, Google it up. You won't miss. You well, black tips have black on the tip. Yeah. But is it a white tip? Is it a white? Yeah, they have very they have very like what they call it almost paddle shaped. Then there's now there's what's called a white tip reef shark. Those are very docile to see. You see those are kind of cute and everything. But the oceanic white tip, you want to be careful around because they can be very aggressive. Okay, let's talk earlier. I said to you, because the great white thing is a little boring to you. Yeah. Is there a little pit bull thing? Oh yeah. Yeah. Is there a little yeah, shark with? Yeah. Because to me, that sounds terrifying. A yeah. little angry one. Okay. Yeah. So so here's the thing. It's called. It's what's called a cookie cutter shark. It's also called a guitar, or a cigar shark. Cigar shark. So, yeah. Remember that cigar yeah. shark. There you go. Um, they only get about two, two and a half feet. They're a small shark. And they do it. They're like a cat. Yeah, and they, they occur off California, and they uh, um, they buy. In fact, if you go out to some of the islands or the Farallones or some of the islands down south, you see the sea lions get bit by these things a lot. And so these are actually the cool thing about them is they actually have the largest teeth. <laughs> relative to the body size of any shark in the world. That includes the great white shark. Hmm. These things, they have yeah. huge teeth, but they only get like, thank goodness, only like this big. Yeah, that's okay. Is their mouth big? Like, no, no. They, have, they, they have these like sectoral lips, and what they are, they're a parasite. Oh, they're, oh, a they're a sucker. Yeah, they're like yeah. a two and a half uh, foot parasite. Mm -hmm. And what's happened, there's always some speculation that they, even though they bite sea lions, tunas, other sharks, and rays, uh, they take a little like they get the name because they take little cookie cutter bites out of them. Well, there's always some some anecdotal observations that these things might um, actually uh, bite people that are swimming in the ocean. Well, funny enough, funny story is people actually actually do these swims between the Hawaiian Islands that you yeah. know, and right. they swim it overnight. Don't ask them why, because I'd be I'd be terrified of that. I'd be fucking worried about the tiger sharks. Screw them. Yeah. Freaking like swimming at night. Tiger sharks love nighttime. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they they love, love that. Plus, when you're open ocean swimming, you've got oceanic white tip sharks. Oh, <laughs> those little fun buggers are out there too. Yeah, exactly. So, so the romantic nighttime Hawaiian swims aren't the best idea. They're not the right? best idea. Okay, got it. But besides the tiger shark and the oceanic white tip sharks. Mm -hmm. Cookie cutter sharks, they migrate up, they'll migrate sometimes up to 9,000 feet from the deep sea up to the surface at night. Hmm. And so, and they're looking for little things like to parasitize. And if somebody's happened to be doing one of these ocean swims, mm -hmm. they get. Why is it everything that's 9,000 feet down has giant teeth? <laughs> well, you want to live, don't you? I, I guess that's it, right? Yeah. But, right? I mean, it's like all those, the ones that have the little light bulb in front of yeah. them, giant teeth. Yeah, oh, exactly. Those things don't get as big, but right. yeah. But anyway, there's this, or they're doing this open ocean swim thing, and a guy felt the thing bite on his chest and on his calf, felt this, these little stinging things. And so he, they, he, I guess, sat up out of the water, whatever he did, and he, had, he basically had these little bites out of him. These cookie cutter sharks were biting the guy. Wow. And so and it actually turned, it seems like, well, he got these little bites on him. And they say, cookie cutter's got the biggest teeth, but they have like these, these have these sectoral lips, so when they grab onto you, they just, they twist like that to like a cantaloupe scooper. Well, the problem was is that you have to get this guy had to get antibiotics because they started getting gang gangrenous yeah. from the bite. So even though the bite probably wasn't going to kill him, the gangrene would. 
Oh God. Which the Discovery Channel's Shark Week, the big, the big, you know, it was a huge uh, windfall for them by, by doing this whole Shark Week thing, mm -hmm. right? But for what the? For uh, Discovery. For Discovery, Discovery. Yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, that, that's all of a sudden, it's like, the whole, I mean, yeah, we had Jaws, but then the Shark Week, it's like, yeah. It's like we're, so, we're we're fascinated by sharks. Yeah, people like and then, you know most of if you watch Shark Week they're mostly white sharks. You know there's usually white sharks breaching up and as we were talking earlier, you know I, when I was lived in South Africa in the late '80s, early '90s, it was kind of well known in some places you could go where these sharks would breach. And I'd come home and I'd tell like some of my mentors and well, and that's just get breaching. It's not like a whale. This no. is a shark leaving. This the is a water. shark like that clears the mm -hmm. water exactly. Right. And so you, why do they do that? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Why they do that? I really don't. I, don't, I mean, some people say, well, maybe it was part of their hunting because the way they hunt. But a lot of times they're not always hit. They're not always hit. They'll just do it. I, I can't tell mm -hmm. you why. But I tell people because people until 30 years ago didn't even really know they did this. And I, I remember telling them when I lived in South Africa, I said, people say oh, people live by the ocean and knew some places were on the water. Oh yeah, you can go out and see these sharks breach. So I went out and saw these sharks breach. I was like, oh my God, this is really, what they, if you knew where to go. And so I came back and I told some of my professors, these sort of guys, dude, are you drinking too much or something? No, <laughs> no, I wasn't drinking at all. Hallucinating. Like, yeah. And so a few years after I left, a, a, a good friend of mine, Chris Fallows, started filming these things. He was a South African guy and he became very, you know, very world famous, rich and everything. And of course, I was a grad student. I didn't even think like, huh, I guess I could have photographed him too. <laughs> but I didn't think about it. But I came home and then pe these same people that I told like five years earlier about these sharks breaching, said, hey, Dave, you know what? The white sharks are breaching. I said, yeah, I know. I told you this guy like five freaking years ago. <laughs> so, um, and they do it here at the Farallons. They've got them, filmed them off Ocean Beach at Capitol, I guess you guys are telling me. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty common behavior they do in different places, in, in just all over the world, white sharks do. Why they do it, I don't know. But it's an interesting behavior. You've got like a 2,000 pound shark that can clear the water. Right. And um, so yeah, it's, it's sort of like a missile coming out of the water. So uh, when you were in high school, who did you tell your story about you, oh. you want to become a, you want to yeah. study sharks yeah. as you, as you're, uh, and make a living at it? Right, yeah. So when I was, that was a story, I was telling you guys a story earlier. So when I was in high school in the mid 70s, Jaws came out in 1975. Now, from the time I was like five years old, going back a little before that time, I was like, I was just fascinated with sharks. My parents gave me a book on sharks, and I thought these are the coolest things around. And of course, when you're five years old, you know, dinosaurs, sharks are all kind of cool. Five years old. Yeah, no, I was like, and you talk to most people in my field, they'll say, oh yeah, when they're like five, six, seven, that's when they got hooked. Mm. But when I was 10, I thought, man, I want to travel the world Study sharks and somehow, yeah. yeah I'm going to get paid. Yeah, I was thinking already 10, 10 years old. I want to somehow get paid to do this. <laughs> I didn't. I should have thought like I want to get paid well to do this. But I should have thought that. I, was, I was 10, you know. So, yeah. You know, so I mean, a dollar, you know, day. Right, right, right. So. right. So anyway, so fast forward. When I was in. When I, and it, but well, let me back up before I fast forward. At that time, there was no field of shark research. Shark research was literally restricted to. The U.S. Navy funding to find shark repellents for like right. you know sailors who were down at sea. This came out of World War II, and they fund that went on for decades. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this because I was like you know, a dumb teenager, like I'm just going to high school. You know? so, so Jacques Cousteau was the guy, maybe? Or no, no, it was, it was a book my parents gave me. That's what I got wow. into. It. Yeah. But what happened when I was in high school is the movie Jaws came out, oh. and that changed the whole dynamic. But but I didn't know this because I was. 
dumb high school guy. And then my senior year was all this was going on because I went and saw the movie Jaws and it was really. Have cool. you seen it? Oh, I don't even know. I mean, mm-hmm. I saw it. I mean, at the time, it was, when I first saw it in the '70s, it was really when it first came out yeah. in '75. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Like I watched it over in Monterey when I, when I grew up. And so, but what happened was, my senior year in high school, you know, everybody goes to see their guidance counselor. Like, mm-hmm. so what are you going to do? You're making sure you're not going to go to prison right away. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so I went in there. And, and uh, to see the counselor, and you know, we started talking a little bit. He says, so, so what are your plans, Dave? And I said, well, I'm gonna go to college, and then I'm gonna travel the world and study sharks. I paid to do that. And he's like, that's great. Yeah. Get going, bro. He was, yeah. he was thinking like, he was thinking like, hey, that's, that's, that's nice, Dave. Do you have a plan B? He's like, no, not really. I just, I'm gonna travel and study sharks. He's like, okay, you know? Well, that sounded like, story. Well, about 10 years later, I saw this counselor, and this was just before I was leaving to go off to South Africa to study sharks, mm-hmm. getting paid to travel the world to study sharks. And so I saw him, and I started talking with him, and I said, hey, you, know, you remember, I was, I was, I was, I told you back in the day, I said, like, you know, when I was a senior, that I wanted to, like, study sharks, travel the world. He goes, oh, yeah, because you don't forget something like that. <laughs> and I said, like, I says, well, I said, but he, you know, he was encouraging. He didn't just like, oh, God, this guy's like. And so I asked him, I said, like, what'd you think? He goes, you know, Dave, he goes, you had a direction and, and a purpose. He goes, I goes, I didn't think the shark thing was going to really work out, but you had a direction. He goes, I had so many kids come in here, I have no idea what you're going to do. I wasn't going to stop on that dream, you know, because you knew what you were doing. And so I was always very grateful to, to the counselor there. Did you like that movie, or did you think it was a little far-fetched with this thing? Was it was awesome. It was awesome? <laughs> yeah, when I saw it. It's scary. I, 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 it's scary. I, I was 15 years old. Was like, totally into it. Oh, I was totally, that was the yeah. most awesome movie. And the other story I was telling you guys earlier is that... Your, the, your friend. That, yeah, we're yeah, talking about this yeah, guy right here. Come on, Leonard, yeah. Leonard Campagno, who um, became my PhD advisor in the late 1980s when I went through my started to do a PhD. He's actually from San Francisco, and I got to know him when I was doing my master's thesis in San Francisco Bay. And he was like the shark guy in the world at the time. Well, it turns out he worked, he designed the mechanical shark Bruce, which is what they called it, for the movie Jaws. And if you watch the movie Jaws, right to the very end of the credits, and the last thing you'll see is thanks to Mr. LJV Campagno, Stanford University. Mm-hmm. And that was the guy who turned out to be my advisor. And he told me the story how he went when he was a grad and he was a grad student in the early 70s or 73 74 he went uh they went the one uh, steven spielberg wanted to get the best person to design the shark and he was the guy hmm. and so he went down to burbank for a couple weeks and helped design the shark and worked with spielberg and, you know and, and leonard's a great guy but he's a bit of an eccentric guy and so uh, him and spielberg you wouldn't have i would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to see those two guys running around together right. well you think shark. about bruce that shark i mean I was yeah. a few years younger than you when I saw it, but that mechanical shark scared the crap. Oh yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it yeah. was totally real. And and you think of things now, like if you remember one of the dramatic scenes where the shark jumps in the back of the boat. Right. Yeah. Now at that time, nobody had any clue. Like white sharks could. I'm sure some people knew. Okay, people in South Africa and other areas knew about, mm-hmm. but the average person, you got all oh, the no. sharks can't do that. Well, it turns out, yeah, they can do that. And there are examples of mm-hmm. sharks, white sharks actually. Not intentionally, but like breaching and landing on a boat. Well, it's, that's yeah. probably, in my opinion, one of the most terrifying moments of that film. Oh, yeah. Oh, is yeah. when he, the, 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 I'll never forget. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slide into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like it's terrifying. As I say, at the time, you thought, oh, sharks can't really. It's, you know, it was, it was, 
it was a good, fun movie and stuff. It was right. scary shit, but it was like at the time. But you didn't think like sharks could actually do that. And it turned out like, yeah, sharks can they do that. The water. And so we didn't even know anything about white sharks at the time. Mm, at no, that point right. in time. And so like that. But what happened, I read articles later about Peter Benchley, he, that he, you know, he felt guilty like because a lot of, after the movie came out, people would go on these big shark hunts and go out and kill sharks. And that, no doubt that happened. But what also happened was people started asking questions like, well, how many species of sharks are out there? Like, how old do they get? How many young do they have? Mm. Where do they go to? How do they migrate? And I was... I mean, we're still, we're, we're still asking today. We, oh, yeah. I'm in 2022, right? Right, we're still asking a lot well, of questions. We wonder about the sharks that live off of yeah. our coast that we see all summer long. Right. And that historically no one ever spoke well, about. Yeah, well the, white, well, the white sharks were always around. You know, if you grew up around, you know, Monterey, Santa Cruz, you knew that they were around times of the year they were there. What's fascinating are these little ones, these sort of six to eight mm -hmm. foot, I say little, six to eight foot, you know, my thing is as big as me or bigger. I'm like, okay, I'm giving mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of room there. A lot there. of room there, buddy. Yeah. So, but, but what's fascinating is about 2014, these little ones showed up here, and they've been here every year since. They come to show up about April, and they're so here. Did the shark gods sprinkle little ones? Don't little ones come from They come from, from big, big ones, ones? yes, yeah, okay. exactly. So if there's yeah. a bunch of little ones, right. mom's nearby, right? We don't Somewhere, know. We don't know. We, well, mom, well, mom is around. Okay, these things did not swim in from, like, Hawaii. Yeah, they're little. They're down the canyon. They're, the, well, the, well, it's hard. They think where they're, well, there's, you got to separate out where they're probably birthed and where they kind of hang out. And mm -hmm. that could be two places. The Southern California Bight's definitely a big hot spot for these little ones, and that's been known for a long time, decades. Um, they think that the big ones, the mamas, probably give birth out around the Channel Islands, and then they move to the coast. That's the mm. thinking. But what's been fascinating is these little ones have moved up the coast, which tells me that popula the health of the population is really good, and that we've actually been doing some really good stuff out here in terms of shark conservation and just general conservation of the marine environment. And I like to emphasize that because everybody, you hear too much of the doom and gloom and everything's going extinct, we're going to hell in a handbag. Right. But we've actually done, on the west coast here, we've actually done some really good stuff. We had the Marine Mammal Protection Act. We've had other things that have gone For on sure. which have helped the shark population, not just the white shark, but all these other shark species and the rays that occur here. Mm -hmm. I think that's something we It should... trickles all the way down, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, we, have, we have sea lions, we have otters that eat urchins that bring back the kelp forests. I mean, it's yeah. like this whole... Yeah, it's a whole trickle-down effect, you know, cascade. Mm -hmm. Some people use the term eutrophic cascade. So it's, it's a good story, and I think people should acknowledge that, you know, that we've done something yeah. good. And then, because so, so people say, like, well, okay, does any of this stuff work? Well, yeah, here in California, we've showed it works. So it works, but in the same breath, we've had, I think, three shark attacks in Monterey in five months. Yeah, well, that was... That was that's Lover's Point. Lover's yeah, Point, point but, yeah. right. But, is that what we're... Well, be, is that what's... That was, the, that was the first shark attack over there since, like, 1953. And then a couple months later... There was well, there, there was one in June on a swimmer. Mm -hmm. And then there was another one in August on a stand-up paddleboarder who had his dog in the boat. Nobody was injured. The first one, the guy was injured pretty badly, but he lived. Second one, the um, the guy that bit the board, but the guy and his dog was okay. And then there's a third one that occurred. We wrote, they really didn't make much of the news that happened on Halloween day, where there was a surfer, off, again, off Lover's Cove. The shark came up and hit the board, knocked him and the board up in the air, and he landed in the water, and the shark kind of swam around, hit the board, and bit it, and then swam off. So he wasn't injured either, other than kind of probably had the 
the shit scared out of them. The, the, are you surprised <laughs> that there was three in five yeah. months? Yeah, that is really unusual for, for such a small area like Lever's Cove to have three attacks in five months. I mean, that's 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 almost like a science fiction type movie to have. To have is that our future? Is that, are we, is that, no. is, is, do we expect more? No, like, because a typical, a typical, since they've been really keeping good data since 1950 to now, there's been anywhere from zero to maybe eight, I think at the high side, eight shark attacks in California alone. Now the population has gone from the average is three or four. Yeah. Now the population in California has gone from around 15 million in 1950 yeah. to like 40 million right. now. Right. There's way right. more people in the water, stand up paddleboard, yeah. all the stuff we didn't have before, and the average number of attacks is about the same. Right. 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 So that you know they're not sharks are not looking for people out there. Yeah. There's more sharks out there. You'd think there'd be a little more of an uptick, but. There hasn't been, I mean, the, the three close by was definitely a high number. Do sharks like humans? Is that part of their diet? I think we're kind of scrawny for, for what they're, not, they're looking for. Not fatty enough? They're looking for fat. Yeah. And so, like, they're like seals, elephant seals. Right. Uh, harbor, so if, harbor seals are great. They're so if Vegas there. would come surfing out here, like, you know, like the yeah. buffet people? Yeah. That would be, the sharks would be like on a heyday, yeah. right? Yeah. But like sea otters, for example. They bite and spit the sea otters because they're probably like fur balls to mm -hmm. them, but they never really documented them actually eating sea otters. So, wow. so now you got now you, uh, COVID's over. Now you're back yeah. on, getting back on an airplane. You got all kinds of places you're going to. Yeah. What, what are you? Uh, what are you? What are you hoping to see? What are you hoping to find? Well, what I'm hoping to do is get back out in the field and start running the, doing these uh, in these different countries. I go to running identification workshops and work with a lot of the local people there to help them with improve their identification. And that also includes things like. You know, with everybody having the phones now, like I, you know, I have people like take, they'll take a picture of the phone, they'll send it to me on like WhatsApp yeah. and stuff, which is really helpful. But you would think like, and again, this is even here. People send me stuff even from from you know California. Hey, what's this shark here? And I'm like, well, you know, I can kind of guess at it, but it's kind of like you've got like three sharks piled on top of it. I see a head and a tail. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like in California, I can make a better guess at it. But, yeah. but so a lot of these countries are, I you know, I, I try to show, I try to train a point is I try to train like how to take a picture, lay it out laterally, take a picture of it, any unusual marks on it, take a picture, the teeth are always a good identification, yeah. and then I can help you identify it a lot better. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I mean, I get some of these things, people set them up more artistically, which artistically looks good, but doesn't mm -hmm. help for identification. How many shocks have you found yourself? Um, 50, you think you've found well, I've named, I've, named, I've named just over 50 okay. that I've named, but the big thing right where people got to know me was finding... We have, we have no love. No TC. <laughs> yeah, no. Just want to take a little yeah. one. Yeah, a little one. TC, not T shark. Is there a little shark? Have you named a little guy? How much oh, money a lot you got? Of, oh, yeah, a lot of. TC, how much money you got? I got 20. You got 20. I gave you 45. <laughs> so, because we all give you the great whites, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to like talk. But there's little guys most, too, most, right? Well, most, most of the sharks, like 80%, a little over 80% of all sharks are less than six feet long. Half of all sharks, about 50%, are less than three feet. Hmm. So yeah. most sharks are small. In fact, there's some sharks that are getting bigger than the palm of my hand. And and these things, people don't even recognize them as a shark. You see them at fish markets. In fact, yeah. one shark, there was a, 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 a big-eyed a, a spine shark I found back in the late 1980s in Taiwan. Hadn't been seen in over 30 years. It was known from one specimen. I found 36 of them one day. In a market? market? Yeah. Wow. And that's the stuff that that's stuff I didn't keep really track of. Mm -hmm. Things that haven't been seen in decades, which the new species are neat. When you find something that hasn't been seen in a hundred years, that's pretty cool. Yeah.
Well, you know, it's amazing because I fish out here and we catch a, kind of a plethora of sharks in the bay. Yeah. And I'm always amazed how strong they yeah. are. Like yes. those brute, you can't even hang on to them. Even dog sharks, you're like, like right. Pound yeah. per strength per pound? Strong. Strong. Yeah, yeah, is there anything stronger out there? Bat rays. Oh. Bat rays are, if you ever hook into a big bat ray, that no, but they, they like to fly in circles around the boat. It's really exciting. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, I mean, those things are really yeah. hard to, those are really hard to get. It's like holding on to a jet airplane on the end of a fishing rod. Yeah. And they want to go like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are things that are so, really hard to get. You said the bull shark was the one you don't want to bump into, huh? The bull, yeah. We, bull you, that was the gnarliest one, was the bull shark. Yeah, the bull sharks, the thing with those, we don't, there's there's kind of a question whether if they get to California. They definitely occur in Baja, down in the Sea of Cortez and stuff. And they're the kind of shark that if, if you're in clear water and you see a bull shark, they'll tend to be very kind of shy. They'll, you can see them, but they'll stay back. But as soon as the visibility goes down or the light goes down, then they, then everything's off. Then they get real aggressive. And they're one of those sharks. Is that the most angry shark, you think? Yeah, I'd say so because like a white shark, you hear about they'll bite and spit. Mm -hmm. You know, white uh, tiger sharks will kind of also bite stuff. Bull sharks, when they come in, man, they're just bang, bang, bang. Nothing left they over from you. that, right? They, they'll keep coming at you. They're not biting you. They're hitting you. Oh, no, they're biting. Oh, they are? You know, when I say, yeah, yeah they're biting. They're, 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 they're not into the bite and spit. They're into the bite, 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 bite. That's when your foamy trucker hat's the only thing floating. Yeah. yeah. Everything else is gone, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. South Africa. South Africa. Do you still have the shark nets? Yeah, this is off the, this is off the East Coast uh, around Durban. And the thing about that, it's, been, it's kind of controversial, like, why well, you got these shark nets out there. But if you know the coast there, there's a lot of rivers. And bull sharks like rivers. Mm. And they, so they go up the rivers to a lot of times give birth and stuff. And So so they can go it, in freshwater too? Yes, bull sharks go into freshwater. Oh, they just get better and better. Yeah. 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 Next thing you know, they're in the swimming pool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they like to go up the river. Well, the thing in Durban is, as you know, as surfers would know, mm -hmm. the river mouths are great surf mm -hmm. breaks. Right. right. Where does everybody surf? And at times of the year, you got these bull sharks in these really popular surf areas. And they're also, you have people that come from inland that want to go to these popular mm -hmm. beaches because you know, you're in the subtropical, yeah. tropical area. And you got bull sharks there also. So, and what happened there back in the late 50s, there was a, what they called a, it was like a, a you know, bloody Easter or something where over a week span, they had seven shark attacks. And along a stretch of coast in Durban, you think we had three here, wow. and seven, and people were like going freaking out. And Durban survives on, um, on tourism. Yeah. And so you imagine shutting down Honolulu or, or Miami. That's the nets. So that's where they put the nets mm -hmm. out there. And the thing is, is even though the, the interesting thing is, they the nets mostly catch the sharks at night when they the sharks Maybe. seem to get in when they're heading all back offshore. Yeah, you know, it seems to be funny. We, we have a lot of sharks down by Manresa, yeah. Cement Boat, yeah. right there between Cement Boat and, and, and New Brighton Beach. Right. But there's not fishing nowadays. It's hundreds and hundreds of surfers. Yeah. You know, you, you, I'm just wondering why one to slide at that. Because oh. you're not in the menu. Isn't the menu, but the menu is right there. Are they smart yeah. enough to go there? Well, there's, there's a new menu. Yeah, well, if they want, if they if they want, you know, long pig or whatever people or something, they could probably. Well, go and what you were saying too is a lot of times when they're in there, they've already fed. Right. During and they're kind of in their chill digestive. Yeah. They tend to be mostly active between between uh, between dusk and dawn. So during the day, they're again. I don't want you know they have attacks any time of the day, but during mm -hmm. the day, they tend to be. You'll see them there, and I can see this from flying over in the helicopter. 
is that you'll see like you'll see them there, but they're just kind of hanging out. Yeah. And the thing is that you know, and, and Chris Galardi, specialized mm-hmm. helicopters, told me this, and then I've seen this where if you go off Manresa, you'll see the big ones. Yeah. I mean, big sharp. Mm-hmm. That'll be at Manresa, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. M A N. Don't go there. They broke mine. You guys surfing out there, which is I know it's a popular surf spot. But you go up to like this cement boat, and you go. I mean, I've been up there, and I think you have yeah. as well. You go like a mile on each side of the thing. I mean, I, I'll count up to forty white sharks and just get tired of counting them. It's like it, Times Square. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it's, like, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like six. There's like six, <laughs> six to eight feet. These are all the smaller sharks, kind of the young of the year. What you do? Where that thing go? It's gone. No. Yeah. What do you, what do you have? We had to show. Uh, robot. Is it up there? Is it up there? I don't know. I don't see it. No, I don't see it. What are you looking for? I'm going to look for that, the shark bracelet thing. We, uh, oh, so last time you were on the show, we had Sean Robot, who's uh, one of our sponsors, local insurance guy, and uh, he wore the shark bracelet. Oh, really? Yeah, remember? And we, oh, we yeah. They debunked it. That's right. Because you were saying, cause that's actually an industry, right? Shark repellent. Yeah. That, yeah. It, it's all that like mythical stuff. That, is there anything that works? The, 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 the Navy short, figure it out? The short answer is no. No. Yeah, I mean, they, they have some stuff that sort of seem to work. Other times the shark will eat it. Right. Because you're dealing with multiple different types of sharks. And if you're in the water and you got... The stuff dissipates really quickly. And uh, so... Well, you scared him into taking that bracelet off. And he put it up on the shelf over there. Oh, and did he? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, oh. he was like, I'm over this thing. I'm not going to wear it again. I forgot about that. Yeah, That's right. He was laughing how he's not going to get bit by a shark. And you're like, I actually might attract them. Yeah, well, it, yeah, because, hey, what happened to his buddies? Right. Well, I mean, Veronica Gray, one of our guests, she uh, she thought that a black and white striped wetsuit would save oh, like people. The, like the sea snake look. The sea snake, yeah. But yeah. it turns out that sea snakes is on the diet. Well, how many sea snakes have you seen in Monterey Bay? True. Yeah. Now, the thing that eats the sea snakes are tiger sharks. Who are really awful, right? Which we don't really have here in the Bay. Right. Occasionally, there's been a few records in Southern California, San Diego, but they're really, you know, tiger sharks are more of the tropics and stuff. Hawaii. And are tiger sharks on, uh, is that a sea snake diet? That well, they actually see the thing is, people want to dress up like, oh, I'm going to be a sea snake. Well, yeah. the tiger sharks eat sea snakes. Good God. So. Yeah. It's, so don't don't mess. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're kind of like. Well, you know, you so all of, that crap is just crap. Guys trying to make money and yeah, scaring the buying yeah, stuff. I, so the best advice is don't go yeah. out early in the morning and don't go out. Yeah. Like day, day, dawn and dusk. You know, generally. Right. Again, they, you get the attack can happen any time of the day, but mm-hmm. that's probably the during the middle of the day is probably your better time right. than at dawn and dusk as far as the sharks. You tend to be more active, and then just use common sense. You know. Uh, you know, have a partner when you're diving out there if you're or you're surfing, go, you know, every, I know people like to sometimes go by themselves and have that sort of solitude, which mm-hmm. is unique, but, you know, it, 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 just going to the water generally, you know, forget about sharks, just good to have somebody if, if something happens, yeah. something goes wrong. Yeah. Well, I always say it's almost more dangerous to cross the street yeah. than be in the water. Well, you can hear all the you know? statistics, you know, yeah. of course. chance of yeah, getting yeah. in an accident, getting mm-hmm. to the beach is yeah. higher than right. getting hit by a shark. What's your business cost? Like? Is that Dave Ebert, Dave Ebert, shark, shark expert? I'm, I'm the lost lo- lo- shark guy. Lost lo- shark, shark guy. Yeah. So I think I might know where it is over here. Oh, really? So like you're on a plane, you're on a plane next to somebody, you go, hey, the guy asks you what you do, what do you tell them? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. The shark expert? Yeah. Did we lose it? I think someone grabbed it. Oh my god. I hope they get bit by a shark. <laughs> oh, <it's laughs> they're like, that's a shark bracelet. I'm gonna oh, wear it. Oh, I got some. Yeah, that's oh. amazing. Yeah. Oh, we do have something for you. Oh. 
Yeah, this is good stuff over here. So this is from our dear friend Cindy from Merch Four Socks. Thank you uh, for sponsoring the show. Merch Four. Sponsors the show. We got oh, we got sock here. I mean, you're, you're the only pair, only person ever to get two pairs on the wow. show. Wow, that is true. That's true. I Every guest get gets what? They have sharks here. Yeah. And we have sharks there. Oh, cool. So let's let's show that the. So we have these. Yeah. Merch Four, the best socks on the planet. If you go to Merch4.com, you can get. You got Merch Fours on today? Cool. Always. Yep. Yeah. Always Merch Fours on. Oh, by wow. the way, that's all we wear. So this on the this is the right sock. When it says Merch Four, is you put on the right foot. Oh wow! And these are Taylor Reinhold socks right here. Our friend Taylor, who's been on the show, oh, a prolific muralist and artist here in Santa Cruz. So hello, Taylor. Oh, cool. congrats, Thanks, man. Thanks, yeah, that's guys. awesome. Yeah, that's uh, are you slowing down? Is, are are you saying I've named no. fifty? I'm done. No, no. I, I'm done when they drop me in the ground, throw some dirt on me. I'll be done then. And you can get the book. You got these have run out, right? They're, they're no, no. These books are available now. They are available now. Sharks of the World, and uh, if you go to, uh, you can find them on Amazon. Okay. Actually, I have an author webpage there. Uh, Sharks of the World. Yeah. And or you can go to Princeton University Press. And you, you got the smaller book. You got the, you got the travel book. Yeah, we also have a we also have the pocket guide. So if you're going to pocket. Hawaii. If you're going to Hawaii, you don't want to carry this big book here. There's a small pocket guide. So I think okay. it's about twenty dollars or so. Okay. How many sharks are in this book? Uh, I think there's like 535. What is it? 540 or something? 540. Yeah. 540. Oh yeah, the next edition will be out in a couple of years, <coughs> a few years. It'll have another, yeah, 15 or 20 species. And so the artist who did all these is Mark. Mark Dando. Yeah. And that's amazing. That's a lot of art. I mean, oh, yeah, so this no. book is loaded with art. Yeah. yeah. You show them all these pictures in here. So it's, it's incredible. Like, yeah, it's all it's all Mark's amazing work here. No, it's really incredible. Yeah. And, and let's talk about the, are these flat sharks? Is that what you call these, are, these are actually angel sharks. Oh, angel shark. sharks. Okay. Yeah. The reason this is actually a good example here. They're, they're angel sharks, and the difference between the sharks and the rays. And rays are flat sharks. What they are, if you take a shark and you flatten it, the difference in these is the gills are on the side of the head, mm, whereas the, ra the, the rays are on the underneath. Mm -hmm. And so, gotcha. and, and angel sharks occur. You do get an angel shark. California angel shark occurs out here. And so, you know Steve Irwin. Right Steve Irwin, yeah. uh, the most famous like shark death or a, a flat shark death. Flat shark death. Yeah. Is that common? Is that how random? Yeah, that, that does happen. Where people, most of the time, people get stung on their ankles. Because if you go out mm -hmm. to some place, there's a place in Southern California, I think it's Seal Beach. They'll have you know five, six hundred people get stung by rays, mostly around their ankles. In uh, Steve Irwin's case, he came up on a ray, and I didn't, I never saw it, but it, but what it was described, he came up on a ray. And they have like their 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 spines are quite long. I mean, you're talking about some of these rays can have they're like a stiletto. I mean, it's really it's like you know, and then, and and they'll sit there like that with the ray. If you come up behind them, which is what I think he did, the thing just like shot up, and unfortunately, you had something like this big went right through his heart. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and I've been um, in Mexico. I told you earlier. Yeah. Uh, Punta Shabato. Uh, you slide your yes. feet in the sand and you feel them moving and right. you feel that beach. energy on yeah. the beach uh, in the water like okay. ankle deep yeah. and then yeah. knee deep right yeah. and you can feel that it's crazy yeah you want to shelf if you're in anywhere you're not sure there might be right especially in Baja mm -hmm. but so Los LA down Southern California some of those beaches just shuffle your feet don't go doing this because that's you'll step on one of these rays you get a nasty spine in your ankle. Mm -hmm. It hurts like a son of a bitch. I bet. You definitely don't want to get that. So shuffle, and the rays will take off. They don't want to bother. Can you die from not from the, through the heart, but from a, the sting of a ray? Is there? Yeah, is they, they, they do have. You can. Well, you, what, what happens? They'll get infected. Okay. And so what you do? And they do have a mild toxin. What you do? If you're in, you in, pee in, on it? No. 
what you can do is you want to just get in a bucket of hot, as hot a water as you can stand and just hold it in there as a first aid. Because the hot water, you know, the hot water will neutralize the, the, the toxin. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I always knew when you stepped on an urchin, you pee on it. Maybe yeah. because it's hot. Well, an urchin, I think it might be the same thing too. Yeah. You just want to get it hot. I, the peeing thing, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's just a weird surfer dude thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. Hey, I, comment below. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever stepped on that and it worked. Thanks, Dave. Coming on the show. Dave, yeah, welcome back. Comment. Hey, Thanks. guys. By the way, this is a great Christmas gift. Uh, so you can get them on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Amazon. Yeah, yeah. that's well, you amazing. Get the pocket, yeah. You get the pocket guy. You can pocket get the pocket guy too. But this is my copy, and yeah. uh, I'm really happy to have this. So, uh, Dave Ebert, yeah. uh, Lost Shark Guy. Yeah, Guy. And uh, you're on Instagram. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Yeah, Lost, Lost Shark, Shark guy. guy on Instagram. And you do a lot of cool Instagram stuff. You're, yep. you're traveling the world, and it sounds like you're going to hit the road. I'll be on the road in the springtime, and so you can follow me. I'll be traveling. So if you follow Lost Shark Guy, you might see a new shark named. Literally, yes. Wow. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Great reason for that. Well, thank you for coming on the show. As no always. problem. Yeah, thank it's you great guys. to have you Thanks, here. Dave. Well, uh, can't wait to get you back on the show after we get our next edition and all the new named sharks you're going to discover. Perfect. Neil, coming up. Uh, next week is the Senate's Board Riders Board Riders Guild. Love it. Yeah. Rufo and Company. Okay, I love that. Okay, and, which is a great. Uh, you know, when they first started, who knew? Yep. Looking back, killing it. So, congrats to the Board Riders. Uh, Dave Ebert, thanks again. Thank yeah. No problem. Uh, T-Fox, thanks for letting us share to the world all this cool stuff on Santa Cruz Waves. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, two hands on the wheel. Neil, I'll see you next week for show number 719. Something like that. All right. Good night, everybody. All right.